All right. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, again, this is Chris Rivera coming to you live from New York City. Very excited to speak with all again. Uh, it's been a, a couple of weeks. Well, I spoke on Friday with my colleagues, Sia and Sean. But today, I have a very special guest with me, uh, award-winning author and international speaker, Ms. Ursula Garrett. And she will be talking with me today on how to, uh, the, the best methodologies for acquiring clients and retaining them. She has a lot to say today, so I'm very excited to hear that. And this is in continuation of our series. We're on episode number 17 of hashtag BKOT, how to build a kick-ass offshore team. Uh, but first, let's get started. I want to hear all about Ursula. So please take the floor and, and, and tell us about you. Uh, thank you, Chris. I'm happy to be here. So what I do is I have a CPA practice that's in Southern California, and I specialize mainly in tax services and business advisory services, and we do um, some accounting. For, for our clients. And so one of the things we do to get new clients is similar to what we do to retain those clients. Um, yeah. First, Tell <laughs> us. What, is the, what is your secret sauce without giving the actual secret sauce? <laughs> My secret sauce is you have to have happy clients. And so when okay. you have happy clients, they're happy to stay with you and they're happy to refer their friends and families to you. So Very one of true. the largest sources of new clients for me are, are my happy clients or referrals. Uh, I have an a, attorney next door. We take care of, of her tax return and her family's tax returns and their business um, and all of the business taxes and anything that they have to, that has to do with business for them. And we work well and take care of their clients. And so she spoon feeds me clients all the time. So wow. that's my largest, my largest source of single source of new clients is the, the attorney next door. So it, it pays to have attorneys for friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> in general, yes. But in your instance, wow. So, uh -huh. and, so how did you guys, you guys were just were working in um, offices next to each other and mm -hmm. you started talking and next thing you know, you started working with her, right? Well, we had a lot of mutual clients. So if I have questions ah. about a, a mutual client, I just walk next door and ask. So we've developed a relationship over the years. And her son that works in the office with her is also a real estate agent. So tell me what attorney doesn't want a real estate agent as a referral source. So we exactly. have this trifecta going here. So when you hear people talk about the location of your business is a, a key ingredient to growth. I promise you, location, location, location. And then we had an insurance agent on the other side of us. So we're right in the middle of uh, an attorney, a real estate agent, and, a, and an insurance agent. The ultimate trifecta, right? <laughs> that, that's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is so simple what, you, what you're uh -huh. saying. The first thing, acquiring new clients is just you know, speak, to your, um, speak to your neighbors. Uh -huh. and, and, net, and network. A lot of people don't exactly. realize that you, more than likely you're in a suite, whether you're in a, an office building or on the street or a smaller office building, a large complex. Uh -huh. But uh, the, the, our audience, you guys got to like think about our, 
have you talked to your neighbors? You know, I, exactly. I know now with the pandemic, a little bit, a little bit crazy, but <laughs> things will slowly getting back. You know, firms are becoming uh, partially virtual, but getting back to the office. But but talk to your neighbors. You, you never yeah. know what will happen. I, I'm very exactly. Big on and that. if that wasn't good enough, we sit directly behind one bank, in between the bank and the post office. So I have. <laughs> These people beside me, I have a bank in front of me and the post office behind me and another bank behind the post office. So my neighbors are all the ultimate referral sources. <laughs> now, did you pick this location on purpose? Was this part of your thought process or you just realized this once you settled in? You know what, 13 years ago when I bought this practice, this just happened to be what was here. So when I decided to, to buy this practice, it, it was in, the center of everything. So you uh, you were fortunate. You realize the situation you're getting in. Mm -hmm. You network. Boom. Mm -hmm. um, so are you doing any other? So the, all the clients that you have now, they're happy. So they're giving you referrals. Are you doing yes. any other marketing avenues? Oh, or absolutely. Just busy with referrals. Okay. So tell us about that. So here's some of the things that I do. Um, so we send out a weekly. Actually, it's two different ones. Every week I send an email about individual taxes and individual finances to all my clients. It typically goes out on Tuesdays. So nine o'clock this morning, my clients got an email in their mailbox. And on these, it, on these emails, um, I typically give something of value, something they can use in their everyday lives. And they really appreciate that. I encourage them to email me questions to Tell me if it's something that they need. Uh, and I try to make the emails relevant to what's going on right. in the world today and relevant to their personal finances and taxes. Love it. And then no, on great. Wednesdays for my business clients, they get an mm -hmm. email that's specifically related to some business topic. So as you can imagine, for the last few months, there's been a lot of emails that talked about the PPP loan and other resources that small businesses uh, could look for mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. could use to, to try and keep their business afloat during the pandemic. And on those emails, there's typically some kind of refer um, discount. Yep. Uh, I always ask for the referral. At the end of all of them, that's my call to action at the end of each email. Um, if you like what you're hearing, if you, if you like what we've done for you, give us a referral, or it tends to ask, I tend to ask for a referral and or um, a recommendation. So go and give me a good review on Google. Uh, go to my website and tell us what you like about what we did. Go on Facebook on, on our business page and, and tell us something that we did for you that you appreciated. So we do ask call to action on these emails. I've given you some valuable information. Would you mind telling others about how good the service is or, or about the information you're getting or share this email with you? With, with, with I love it. Yeah. And then that, once and a month, so I do it. Yeah. Oh, another email. So once yeah, a month, once a month, month, I do an email, uh, a tax debt resolution kind of email. If you're having tax problems, uh, here's some here's a resource to kind of help you solve the tax problem. So the monthly, there's usually a monthly email about tax. And again, we typically have some kind of discount or offer. Um, if you have tax problems or you think you've paid too much taxes, we'll take a look at three of your 
uh, tax for three years of your tax returns for free. If there's something that needs to be done, obviously, then you have to pay for the work. But no, we have no problems with taking a look at it. And we offer discounts to our clients. Um, and so that's not only a way to get new clients, but it's a way to keep the clients we have happy. And a way, you know, when, when they're happy, they send us new clients. So that's so been a so tool far, that's worked really well. Yeah, so so far, networking and sending emails. Right, mm -hmm. it's simple. A lot of, I, I think I think a lot of times um, uh, CPAs can can overcomplicate things in, in a way, and I love it's refreshing to hear you know how simple it is. Um, and 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 uh, I work with a lot of clients to where they've um, so we do uh, staffing for the accounting community, but I've been mm -hmm. asked a lot about marketing. Right, and so because it just how to how to drive business how to get how to reach out and what uh and and we don't do that but I, in talking with them i find out that um they uh i, I keep hearing the word email right and, and but relevant email don't just you know send something out and so you were doing this prior to the pandemic so i, I mean yes. uh your open ratios are probably solid but i mean everyone was probably opening your emails now because Mm -hmm. it's it, it, it's necessary it's necessary so pandemic or not you know they mm -hmm. need to know what's going on and, and you're a trusted resource so that's awesome that's really awesome so we have that is there is there so you're networking you have um uh referrals you got your email and um that's it right or is there some other avenues oh. that you also utilize to acquire new so, clients exactly so when we're talking about client retention you know is there accountant, you know, you prepare their taxes, you have all kinds of personal information about your clients. So why not use that personal information for good? So my clients, when they have a birthday, if they have, if we have an email address for them, they get an email wishing them happy birthday. If we have a mobile phone number, they get a text message wishing them happy birthday. If we have, um, well, if they're in this country, because I have some clients that are abroad, the country, the <laughs> clients that have a, a mailing address in this country, they get um, a birthday card in the mail like this. Make a wish, awesome. see? And so we send them a birthday card and that makes people feel special. Tell me, don't you feel like, oh, they took the time to send me. I got this in the mail at my home. Somebody sent me a birthday card. It's really easy to send an email it costs you nothing to send an email saying happy birthday and people appreciate that. It costs yeah. you little to nothing to send a text message. And so I absolutely agree. Yeah. A little bit more, you could send a birthday card or you can send your clients happy anniversary. If you have that information, we have so much. And if their kids are going to college because we see, you know, their taxes, congratulations on have a kid go into college or your child, graduating high school. There are so many personal touches that you could have with your clients if you use the data that we have available to us to do that. You know, our clients tell us everything. Our kid's getting married. Um, you know, one thing that we do so that we reach uh, the next generation or somebody else in the family, I have a large percentage of my clients that are seniors. And so we have a lot of deaths every year. Mm. So if, if we send a, a bereavement card, if we see it in the paper and we know where the funeral is, if we send a, a flower arrangement, a flor some kind of floral arrangement, then 
their heirs, their family members, then start to build a relationship with us. Oh, that's the accountant that cared about us, that sent a card or whatever. And so instead of going to their accountant, they usually have me finalize the final returns to finalize um, the trusts or estate work that, that we need to do to get it final. So in addition to, and a lot of my clients, their children start to come to me when they die because of the experience that they've had dealing with me during uh, their bereavement during a time that's very difficult right. for them. They think, oh, I, I like this lady. I like her her team. And they come to us and so we you care that way. And you're top of mind that you care. Their current accountant just may not even know. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, a, again, very refreshing to hear. And these things are very simple. It takes a little bit of time, but this, this goes such a long way. Um, and back to the birthday, I, I got to say. So one week ago today, I, uh, I officially turned 38. So my birthday was last Tuesday. And I was getting, um, uh, I got some cards in the mail. And mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I was like, it, it, it put a smile on my face, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, it was for my family, but they're thinking of me. I didn't have to remind them. I didn't get a call or anything. I just got a card. So they like, they literally took the time, timed it in the mail. So I went downstairs, got it on my birthday. And I was just like, I was just all ecstatic. And it just means so much to me. So absolutely agree with that. Um, uh, my team in India all jumped on a call. We're wishing happy birthday. And my creative team were creating all these funny pictures. Those little things, they go so far, right? It's all about the little things you do yes. for a client that makes them happy. Um, I absolutely agree with that. All the little things they do. I, I've, I've been in um, client relations um, and, and managing for 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm working with my team or working with a client, it's the littlest thing that if you could give a discount or whatever, but it's just something personal. Or um, for example, I used to do a lot of face-to-face meetings rather than call the client that was yes. unhappy or, or not having a good experience. I showed up and they mm-hmm. were just blown away to have a manager or director, you know, in the area showing up and it just meant the world mm-hmm. and corrected the problem obviously, but then they're so happy. Then they start referring, Hey, call mm-hmm. Chris. We'll take great care of you. Hey, call her. So will take great care of you. Mm-hmm. So really good things to hear. So now, all right, so now we got all this business, right? So you're busy. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do we retain them? What, what, are we, what are we doing now? So you're doing these personalizations, which is mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but what are some other key things to make sure that the client's happy? Well, first of all, you have to find out what it is that they need. They like getting reminders of stuff that they need to do. So okay. like if you have to make your quarterly estimated payment, payment, don't you feel good that somebody allow reminds you, hey, don't forget to do this. Um, okay. When they have questions, we try to respond within 24 hours of emailed questions. Email us a question, give us a call. We make time for our clients. If they walk in the door and they have a question, if somebody is available, we try to take care of them right away. If I'm available and I get a phone call, I take the phone call. I don't say, well, uh, you don't have an appointment. The other thing that I find that clients don't like is feeling like they're being nickeled and dimed to death. Ooh, um, very true. So we have a, a flat fee. Here's when you pay for us to, to be your your accountant, 
for us to prepare mm -hmm. your taxes, whatever. The cost that's included in the tax preparation includes uh, at least one tax planning session for the year. You're allowed to call us and ask questions and we'll answer it or email us and we'll answer questions without, I don't know if you remember the, the old time in billing with the accountants and they documented everything and you got sent a bill for a 10th of an hour that somebody spent on the phone with you answering questions. I hated doing that as an accountant when I worked right. for larger firms. And right. I hated doing that to my clients. Okay, oh no, we're fixed fee. So it's kind of like with the airlines. I said, just charge me what the real cost is. Don't nickel and dime me. Give me the true cost of you taking care of me and treating me like a person and not like dollar signs every time the phone rings. And so when you need to call me, know that I'm going to answer your question and not say, okay, how are you going to pay for this before I answer your question? You've already paid for it when you hired me. It's everything's included in the cost. Questions are allowed. Um, and, and so that's how we, we provide a full service. And that's, I think that's one of the things that keeps our clients coming back. You know, I have very true. Since during pandemic, I can't do it. But some of my clients, they come in and they ask questions. They're having a bad day. I don't just hand them a tissue. Some of, some of my sweet old ladies, I give them a hug. I couldn't do that this year. <laughs> no, yeah. But they like, they like getting a hug. You call people by their name when you're speaking to them. Yeah. It's like, Chris, I'm really glad you, you have choices. You have options. Thank you for coming back to be a client of ours this year. And so mm -hmm. I try to keep mm -hmm. my clients engaged and talk to them, engage them throughout the year, not just once a year you come in and get your taxes done and you're gone. Goodbye. Or my business yeah. clients once a month or once a quarter. It's like, right. you no, know, we need you to know that we are a resource. And so that's one of the reasons we sent out the email so they know, here are some of the things that we can help you with. Um, and even if it's not something that we typically do that's not our area of expertise, if we know how to do it, if we can help you in some way, then we do that or we guide you to the right sources. And that's a part of the networking. I have a team of people. If it's a legal question, ask the attorney. If it's a question about insurance, a question about real estate, you need to get a loan, you need to open a new bank account. We have a whole team, we have connections that are, right. you don't even have to get back in your car, you just walk next door or walk across the parking lot. Right, right. It goes along the lines of, of continually um, networking and, and growing your exactly. own uh, base. So then you essentially are the go-to resource, right? And, and people are just like, it could be something way off, like um, uh, where do I go to start a, uh, start a new restaurant? Now call mm -hmm. Ursula. She'll give you all the right directions and, and where to go, what to do. I mean, you're just just the go-to person for that. And that's an amazing way to, to think about it because I think we're so uh, hyper-focused on, you know, tax preparation, accounting, bookkeeping, mm -hmm. that's it. It's like, wait, you know, these little things go so far and that's what you continually are bringing up um, mm -hmm. and uh, love hearing it. So now let's say, um, uh, so we talked about keeping them happy and everything, but when you're when you're onboarding a client, so they just got referred to a little bit easier to work with, always mm -hmm. uh, a referral. But no matter what, um, when you're onboarding, setting in expectations, I think that's very important too. What are your thoughts? Yes. So you have so, to have some kind of system for onboarding. 
So the first thing you want to do is send a welcome email. Well, because of during the pandemic, most of my new clients came, you know, via the internet. Uh, So we had to do everything electronically, digitally get the information to and from, and and that's how we connected. So you send an email saying, welcome. And here's what you can expect. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what you can expect. Here's what happens next. And so you just have to be clear. When you clarify expectations, then everybody's happy. If if what you say is going to happen, happens. If you outline it, then our clients aren't wondering, oh, what should I do? Well, maybe um, I'm unsure. So when people are unsure in, in terms of uncertainty, that's when they doubt everything. So right. you want to make sure that you're very clear and you manage the expectations of your client. And once you get the information, they're not calling you or contacting you two, three days later, where are my taxes? Because I've already told you, right now it's going to take two to three weeks to get your taxes done or Mm -hmm. it's going to be seven to ten days so they already know how long it's going to be and so they it gives them a sense of security number one if we perform in that time period number one no one what to expect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so and managing those expectations are another way to keep clients happy absolutely the, um, a lot of clients that I speak with uh, uh, prior to the pandemic, right, were pretty flexible on getting documents in and, you know, filing extensions. Uh, but now with this year-long tax season we're in with uh, three months of deadlines, right, I find a lot of clients are, are re- um, retraining their, their current clients or, or changing mm-hmm. their entire onboarding process. And it's important to set those expectations and set deadlines. Have you noticed yourself making any drastic changes or because of what you were doing and implemented already, it was just a seamless transition? Oh, yeah. And, and it's funny you should say this year-long tax season. I kind of feel like we're in the second year of, of a two-year-long tax season. I don't know if you remember how brutal last year, last tax oh, yeah. season was because of yeah. the new tax laws, the it's new changes tax forms. already. And, and, and there wasn't a lot of clarity on exactly how the new tax laws were gonna fit into the next, next new tax forms. And it took everybody longer. And I thought it was just me, but I spoke to a lot of my colleagues and they were all saying the same thing. It's like, we're just not really sure. And they keep changing the rules on us. Exactly how that, so if we sign a tax return, is it gonna come back to us in a few months? So last <laughs> year we had a 12 month tax season and then we come into this year with the pandemic and it feels like another tax season, but yes, I did have to move up deadlines. Typically, I have uh, I usually allow two to three weeks. If you don't, if I don't have your information by this date, usually two to three weeks before the deadline, I can't guarantee that your tax return is going to be done timely. So right. this year we moved it up, and we made it like four weeks, and we started in August. Strongly encouraging everybody that was still on extension. Mm-hmm. Get us your information now, get it now. And then on September 1st, if we don't have it by September 15th, we can't guarantee that you're going to be complete by October 15th because mm-hmm. you just have way too many people waiting to, okay, I want to wait till the last minute. And if everybody came in and on October 10th, you know, good chance you're not going to be done by October 15th. Yeah. Somebody's not going to be done. To, and you don't want that to be you. Um, and, and so what you have to do, you're right, is, is train your clients that they can't allow 
procrastination to be the the way that they get their taxes done. You yeah. have to have some, you have some sense of urgency place. before the last yeah. minute. The last yeah. minute for them may be October 10th, but right. you know, that's not going to be our last minute. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you cannot not sleep from October 10th to October 15th. It's just not feasible. And, and I feel like some of my clients, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be doing that, unfortunately, but you know, then that leads into the, the whole staffing, uh, part of it. I just briefly touched on this. So you, you haven't used offshore staffing, but you've heard some colleagues experience oh, yes. and, and it's been pretty, um, so what, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I haven't used offshore staffing yet, but I anticipate that this year, um, probably October, November, and December, that's gonna have to, to be something that we implement here in this office. Our, our accounting work is really growing and we're running camp, different campaigns to bring in more accounting work. And so many new people have started their own business since the pandemic. And so what I'm doing more is working on onboarding uh, new business startups. And all of those new business startups need accounting and I don't have the staff for it and I don't want to staff just for that. And that's where right. the offshore staffing comes into play. But definitely yep. uh, January through April, we're going to need offshore staffing. And I've heard yep. nothing but good things about offshore staffing and, and how it works. And it's, it's just, it's technology. It's kind of, of how the world works. You know, before yep. we used to do offshore for, for textiles. And yep. now we're doing offshore for information. It's you yep. have to use the workforce that's available to you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The I, the accounting industry was kind of a little bit slow to to adopt the whole remote idea. Nonetheless, offshore, right? But mm -hmm. then on come the pandemic. How many times have we said pandemic during this? Uh, on come this virus and it hit the gas pedal on that right and you had no no other option but to do it but it's like oh hey we can do this you know and then it's just not on a remote scale in your town or your city or your state realizing it's a whole global workforce out there so mm -hmm. absolutely um all right so winding down now uh i gotta grab some lunch been a crazy day for the both of us, but please, uh, any any final thoughts that you can provide our, our audience today? Oh, absolutely. So if you want to get new clients and you want to keep new clients, figure out where your clients are and what it is that they want and try to be a resource for those things. Go to where your clients are and let them know that you're here to help. Happy clients. We'll bring you new for, clients. <laughs> referrals all day long, Ursula. Awesome, awesome. Well, everybody who is watching today, thank you for joining. Um, please go uh, about your day. And tonight is a presidential debate, which is, should be exciting to see how this will all pan out. Uh, make sure you're registered to vote. Use your power to vote. And uh, I want to thank Ursula so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure learning a lot. You really just simplified it because I've, I've done some some webinars where you know it gets a little complex, but it's necessary. And you know, coming in today, I just want to see where we go, and it's refreshing to see 
that's really simple. But, you know, take a step back and think about that. So again, thank you so much for joining. Hope you had a good time. Uh, and we're going to be closing out today, uh, episode number 17, hashtag BKOT. Thank you so, so much for um, everybody for joining today. And we'll be back soon with a new podcast in the near future. For now, take care and be safe.